0: You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy everybody and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in action talking all things Texas A&M and today it's never too early to start looking ahead and with it the 2022 NFL mocks are already out and this is the time Texas A&M is proudly represented with all the selections in the first round. Join Locked On NFL Draft hosts Trevor Sickema and Benjamin Solock for recaps and analysis of the 2021 NFL Draft and a look ahead at next year's future first round picks. Follow Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast listening systems. As always, make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at LockedOnAggies. I am the host of the show and I love public feedback. Anything you can do to make this from a quality sounding podcast, give me a follow, give me a shout out, and I will add it into the mix. But also, Locked On Aggies is your number one source for all things 12 main related content found here on LOP. You can subscribe on iTunes, listen on Spotify, and if you can't do any of that. Listen live every single day at LockedOnPodcast.com or download the Odyssey app. Happy Cinco de Mayo to everybody out there. I know most people around the country don't celebrate the same way we Tejanos do, but I just want to say congratulations to everybody. Thank you so much for bringing in a wonderful holiday, but we missed a holiday yesterday. So I pun this question on to you. Yesterday was May the 4th. Now again, my generation, I'm 27 years old. You can just tell that, all right, you're already a child, but my generation loved Star Wars, and Star Wars became such an iconic thing, especially in the 70s and 80s, but it really blew up again in 2000 when the Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, which absolutely is the worst one, and Revenge of the Sith all came out. So what happened is, somebody came up with a holiday with May the 4th be with you, because of it's just like, May the Force be with you. So I put this question on to you before we go any further with the podcast today. If you were to build an NFL or a college team, With one player from the Star Wars universe, that can mean the TV shows, that can mean the prequels, that can mean the sequels, that can mean the original. Who are you using as your go to player? Everybody has a different answer. The ones I see the most are number one, Chewbacca, number two, Darth Maul, for some reason. I mean, I get it. Everyone likes Darth Maul. He's a good character because he's got double lightsaber, but. He was very limited. He was kind of like Boba Fett. Like we just saw him. We're like, oh God, that's so cool. And then he did nothing. He literally did nothing outside of the, the, you know, the TV show that we see now, the animated one. I've also seen Han Solo and I think I've seen Lando Calrissian because of his quick wit demeanor. But there is a right answer here, or at least for me, there is. If I were to start an NFL franchise, I got to go with the leader. I got to go with somebody who has all the intangibles. I want to be the front and center face of my franchise. And on top of all that, I want somebody who can make sure that the defense never knows what's coming. So what do you do? You get somebody who can mind control the defense and get in the cornerback's head and go, this is not the receiver you're looking for. This is not the deep ball you're looking for. General Obi-Wan Kenobi, Jedi Master, was a superstar played by Ewan McGregor in the prequels, was amazing by Alec Guinness. I bet nobody knew that I knew that. Alec Guinness did a fantastic job as the original Ben Kenobi in the New Hope series, and of course... Throughout the Ghost series and Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, Both, uh, both men did a fabulous job, but he is exactly what you want to build your NFL franchise around. He's a leader, he's smart, he was a Jedi Master, but more than any of that, he can manipulate defensive backs into falling for the quick bite at the front line, giving you a deep shot downfield to where your wide receiver only has to beat your number one safety, your deep safety. If you're playing a cover one or a cover four system in coverage, man on man, at that point, you win every single time. As long as he's got an arm, I have the luxury of winning with Obi-Wan Kenobi. And the other thing I could do, which a lot of people aren't talking about, is if Obi-Wan Kenobi wanted to be a wide receiver, you do the same Jedi mind manipulation at the line of scrimmage. I am not the receiver you're going for. You're going to bite down and go ahead and try and blitz the quarterback. All right, I'm wide open there. I would be getting 30 receptions a game if I was playing wide receiver. Either way... Obi-Wan Kenobi is the 100% right answer. But enough about May the 4th be with you. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Let's talk some Aggie football. This is a pet peeve of mine as somebody who covers the NFL for a living and also just as somebody who's a fan. I've yet to see how teams are going to prepare for next season. I've yet to see which direction teams are going in, but... The 2022 NFL mocks are flying in left and right, and the major outlets have already dropped them, getting preparation for next season. So a team like the Houston Texans, everybody is already projecting them to be picking number one, number two, or number three. You also have the New York Jets and Jacksonville Jaguars, probably somewhere in that top five range still. Another team is the Detroit Lions, somehow finding a way into that top five. And then there's always that surprise team. Some think it's going to be Cincinnati, others think it's going to be potentially the New York Giants, others think it's going to be the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, I've seen it all, but that top five, four of those teams are already basically set with, of course, being number one, Houston, number two, Detroit, number three, um, the Jets, and number four, Jacksonville, with that 15 kind of mixed in. But much like those five teams, five Aggies consistently now are hearing their names mentioned in the first round of the 2022 NFL Draft. It starts with DeMarvin Leal on the defensive line. After him, you got Jalen Widemeyer. Following that, Isaiah Spiller. After him, you have uh, J- uh, uh, Kenyon Green, offensive tackle. And then after him, you have Anaya Smith. So five Aggies going into the season are projected to be First-round talents, and that's what we're going to be spending this podcast on, breaking down where each of these players are, where they fit, and how I like the scheme, and what selection they're at let's go ahead and get this thing started with my former boss, Matt Miller, him at the NFL Draft Scout. Make sure you're following it, thedraftscout.com. It's a really good website. Uh, He went on his own. He has his 22 uh, NFL mock draft already out. So let's get this started. The first pick he has from Texas A&M going off the board, I believe is DeMarvin Leal, if I'm not mistaken. I think that he has him going. Yeah, number 11, the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles pass rush could use a boost, especially with their eye on the turnover on the roster in the future years. Texas A&M defensive tackle to Marvin Leal has the body type to dominate as a 4-3 defensive tackle or 3-4 defensive end. He's a scheme-fluid athlete with the power and agility to penetrate any either defensive scheme. Liel has big-time breakout potential, and after a lackluster defensive tackle class, Liel could shoot up the boards and find himself into the top-five conversation. I really like this fit. I think he could be a Fletcher Cox-type player. Somebody who is a bully up the middle, can be effective as a pass rusher, but plays the run really well. That's been something that a lot of people have seen with him so far since coming into Texas A&M out of Judson High School, and he's been showing exactly why he is going to be potentially a top five player. But the Philadelphia Eagles, they're keeping that 4-3 front and Jonathan Gannon's system, so it's very similar to a 4-2-5 because a lot of teams are going to be relying on that nickel role. He's not going to really, really be switching up his position, and if he dominates, I'm not sure he makes it to eleven. Next up after that is Carolina Panthers, where they go get interior offensive lineman Kenyon Green. The Panthers continue to build a wall in front of Sam Darnold, who I am projecting to keep his job at least until 2022. After they picked up his offensive um, his fifth year option with a mauler of offensive lineman, Green lines up as a tackle for the Aggies, but the six foot four, 325 pounder is projected to work inside and very likely a perfect fit, especially when the Panthers already have Taylor Moton and drafted Brady Christensen in the 2021 NFL Draft. Green could start. At guard for Carolina, I think the biggest thing is that how Zach Calzada plays. If Calzada is the starting quarterback, that's really going to help Green transition to a guy like Sam Darnold. Darnold is a player who is your stereotypical pocket passer. He's not going to do much on the run. He's not going to do much, you know, working with his legs. He's going to be the guy who stays in the pocket. So right now, the best thing to do is build protection around him. They went out and they got Deontay Brown from uh, Alabama. They went and got Brady Christensen from BYU. I think Green, at worst, is a right tackle. I think at best, he's an all-pro guard. Same kind of player as Quentin Nelson. That's the type of hype I'm hearing around a guy like Kenyon Green, but it makes a lot of sense to go if you're going to build around an older quarterback, and he's not really going to be that old. He's going to be 24 next year, but somebody who has a lot to prove this season and is trying to show that he can be the breakout star. Next up, we got to go a little bit. I think we got to go all the way down to, yeah, pick number 20. This was the pick that was made by the Indianapolis Colts because keep in mind, Indianapolis gave up that pick to Carson Wentz. So this is that Carson Wentz is going to be playing 75% of games. Another Eagle pick in round one, and with it, they get an athletic moving tight end with all kinds of positional versatility. Weidemeyer could see a step back in 2021 with Kellen no longer the quarterback, but this Aggies tight end is a stud. At 6'5", 265 pounds, Weidemeyer has the production in 2020 to turn head. With six touchdowns last year, he showed up that he can have a big-time post-up tight end with the athleticism to break defenses. This is the guy I'm telling you right now to watch for. I think as much as we put this emphasis on a Kyle Pitts being a top-five talent, Weidemeyer's not going to be that high, and he shouldn't be. But if we're looking for a stereotypical tight end to be the fit for teams, going into next season, name a better tight end. Name a better one in the SEC right now. You can't, because Jalen Weidemeyer, a three-star talent, this is a guy from Dickinson, Texas who proved, oh, Baylor Cup, forget him, I'm tight end number one, and now teams are starting to see it. I do believe going into next season, he will be the starting tight end prospect, he will be the number one tight end on the board, and he's the only tight end I think gets into the first round conversation. If he breaks out, we're talking about a top 15 pick. After that, we gotta go all the way down to number 24, with the Seattle Seahawks, will not be picking because they gave that pick up to the New York Jets and they go get a true running back to be the lead back in Isaiah Spiller. I know, I know, the Dreads drafted Michael Carter from North Carolina in the fourth round and he's a good player, but he isn't Isaiah Spiller. Spiller is a dude. The Aggies running back shakes, spins, and speeds past defenders at six foot one and 225 pounds with the power to lower his pads and crush tacklers. Spiller's all-around game should have him off the board way before number 24, but being the position devalued, this could be a slip on draft day. I think it's a good fit. I think what you have to realize is that you get a quarterback who is a little bit more mobile, like Kellen Mond, with a guy like Zach Wilson, he is going to rely a lot on short intermediate passes or that deep ball. I don't think that intermediate field is where he's going to be successful. So a lot of dump passes and a lot of deep shots is where he's going to work. But the biggest thing about Spiller is he's also an effective blocker. And you got that with Michael Carter, but Michael Carter also is a little bit smaller frame. So you probably got to go get a guy like an Isaiah Spiller to pair with him. Most teams are still doing running back by committees. You have your lead back, but a lot of running backs are seeing at least 200 carries a game at their RB2. I mean, 200, 200 carries a season. So you're seeing more productive running back by committee styles. I think this is a very good fit for him. I think if they continue to build the offensive line, which they could do in free agency next season because they have a ton of draft capital, a ton of salary cap space. They continue to do that. They got Makai Beckton They got Elijah Vera Tucker. I think Spiller would be a really fun addition to Robert Salah's offense. This episode of Lockdown Aggies is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition design at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today, Rings to make sure that bring joy to your special woman's life. Using diamonds only responsibly sourced by Botswana, 10 female design masters have produced a uniquely beautiful ring ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply beautiful conversation piece. They're a perfect way to bring light into your special person's life and they're available now through Mother's Day only at bluenile.com. Just search the words 1010. If you're on the hunt for the perfect unique ring that he or she will treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long so so go find them now by searching the word 10x10 10 10 at bluenile.com. This episode of Lockdown Aggies is brought to you by Built Bar, where a candy bar meets a protein bar. Now, there's 18 variety flavors, but every single flavor is packed with the exact type of protein that you want to start your day off on a perfect note. Plus, they're covered in 100% real chocolate, so they're more like candy bars than they are protein bars, and they're soft and easy to chew. The bars are great for anybody on the keto diet because they're low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, and low in calories, Every single morning, I take my dog Max and Cooper out for walks, but before that, I usually try to go to the gym. Every day, I started off with a peanut butter protein bar because it's got 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. You're not going to find a product like this anywhere else out on the shelves. Go visit BuiltBar.com and use the promo code lock 15 to save 15% off your very next purchase. That promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Stop eating the salty sweets and enjoy a treat that will meet your needs. Built Bar from BuiltBar.com. Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in action talking all things Texas A&M. Let's keep this going right along. The Draft Network sponsors and pairs with the Locked On Podcast Network also came out with their 2022 mock. Now, again, these mocks are just a early indication of what could happen. I don't know how many of these teams are going to be good, if they're going to be bad, but of course, there are a couple more Aggies that were mentioned in the conversation. So in this mock, DeMarvin Leal does go in the top 10, and he lands with a team that I actually think is going to be a really good fit for him as well, and that would be the Atlanta Falcons. After making seven starts as a true freshman and then 10 as a sophomore, DeMarvin Leal will have his eyes on entering the top 10 in the 2021 college football season. Leal, who measures in at six four, 290 pounds, had at least two sacks in each of the last two seasons. A big jump in backfield production will lead to a high selection. The thing with this is... I don't think enough people are talking about DeMarvin Leal and what he does for that second level of defense. Everyone wants to focus in on the sack numbers, the tackle for losses numbers. Nobody wants to focus in on how good of a bull rusher he can be, how effective he can be to opening up lanes for the linebackers to get through, for the secondary to get through. You have guys like Leon O'Neal and Damani Richardson who play the line of scrimmage a ton. You also are having Antonio Johnson really step up this season, especially if Devin Morris does not come back. So there's a ton of overall places you look where there's stops to the line of scrimmage. The reason Buddy Johnson might be a fourth-round pick is because of Bobby Brown, DeMarvin Leal, and Jaden Peavy. He was making all those plays because of the running gaps were open for him to get into the backfield as soon as possible. He bulldozed offensive linemen left and right. So I think of this and I go, okay, you put him in a 3-4 set for Dean Pease's system, Or they're running a 4-3. I don't know exactly what Dean Pease is going to do. I also don't know if he's going to be the defensive coordinator. Keep in mind that Arthur Smith brought him out of retirement to get this job done to start Atlanta off on the right foot. Atlanta still is going to be picking top 10. I think they're going to go quarterback at this point because they'll be able to get out of the Matt Ryan contract. But say all the top quarterbacks are gone at at this level. Like right at this point. I think you have to consider adding your guy to pair alongside with Grady Jarrett and eventually be the replacement for Grady Jarrett. That's where you get a guy like DeMarvin Leal. Next up on the list, we got to go down a little bit ways, but it does happen at pick number 15 with Kenyon Green, once again, becoming a Arizona Cardinal. Kenyon Green is the next royal line of talented Texas A&M trans players. He started all 23 games since becoming an Aggie, dating back to his true freshman season. The Arizona Cardinals are in an interesting year to prioritize their interior offensive line in 2022. I like this fit because of, again, you have a more mobile quarterback. You have somebody who, if you go with Haynes King, Haynes King is a lot bigger than Kyler Murray, but it's a player who likes to move. It's a player who likes to be effective after the run. It's a player who likes to do things with his legs. Green did a great job being the lead blocker up the middle at left, I mean, yeah, at left guard this season and helped only allow four sacks for Kellen Mond. I don't know if Mon's going to flourish in Minnesota. What I do know is that Kenyon Green has shown the ability to block for a mobile quarterback. That's what you have with Kyler Murray. And by every indication, Kyler Murray is going to be the future of the organization. So at that point, yeah, you have to consider all the options when looking at the quarterback position. And that means by solidifying your offensive line. You did that a little bit by getting Rodney Hudson. I think you still could add a couple more pieces. This is going to be a really interesting year overall, but I do think you look at this team, and I think overall, if you go ahead and build your offensive line around Kyler, it starts by getting a guy like Kenyon Green to be your left or right guard. Keeping the list going right along, we got to go down just a little bit more. I think it's like pick number 22. Yeah, it's pick number 22 is the Dallas Cowboys. This would be a really fun selection. This really would. Um, Jalen Weidemeyer going here. You're going to read a lot into the tight end intros that even though there's no Kyle Pitts in this draft, there's only one Kyle Pitts, so let that not discourage you. Jalen Weidemeyer is a six five, 225 pounds, and has been producing since his true freshman year. He'll be in the first round conversation to start the season. I think the biggest thing of all is that Dallas understands that if they can fix their defense, they're a tight end away from being a really complete team. Like, I mean a really, really complete team, and everyone's paid up, so that means you can afford to go get a tight end in round one. The conversation was all offseason. Hey, are they going to go move up to get Kyle Pitts? Well, they stay in Pat. They went and got Micah Parsons by trading back with Philadelphia. What do you do in returning the favor? You go up and you go get your guy, who I think people are saying is going to go to Philadelphia, with, of course, um, what's his name? Uh, Jalen Weidemeyer. He's a good player. I think he actually works a lot better in what Kellen Moore is going to run, and imagine this with him, uh, the the kid uh, Simi Falco because he's probably going to take over for Michael Gallup, uh, CD Lamb, Amari Cooper, like that, like that for and Ezekiel Elliott. It's still dangerous. It still is a very, very dangerous group. One more guy, it is uh, Isaiah Spiller. He goes to the Buffalo Bills at pick number 29. Isaiah Spiller is an all-around backfield option who likely will be the top running back off the board next season. He doesn't have the immediate relation to former NFL back C.J. Spiller, as many of you assume, but he brings good vision and big playability. He's coming off back-to-back seasons of averaging 5.5 yards per carry. The thing I like about this is that in an offense like what Sean McDermott and Brian Dable run, the biggest question is, is Brian Dable going to be back? They know how to use running backs properly. They know exactly which way a running back is going to be effective. And with Brian Dable, he's worked in the SEC for Alabama. So he knows these style of running backs, these bigger backs, these, these, these home run threat guys, but guys who can be effective at the line of scrimmage. I think that's what's missing in Buffalo, and that's why Buffalo is picking number 29 again instead of picking at selection number uh you know, 32, 33, they're in a good spot. So yeah, I would say right now Buffalo makes a lot of sense. They actually to me would be the number one team to address that running back need going into 2022. There's going to be a lot of bets you can make this year, who's going to win the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, who's going to be the number one pick in 2022, and you can do all that and get your bets in early by going to betonline.ag. Betonline.ag gives you the best bets, the best buyouts, and the best lines every single day, and they give you updated information when you follow them on social media at betonline underscore ag. Stop sitting on the sidelines and get into the action now. When you go visit betonline.ag and use the promo code Locked On, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online books experts. Lockdown Aggies, presented by the Lockdown Podcast Network, Cole Thompson, back at actually talking all things Texas A&M. If you give me 25 minutes of your day, I will get you caught up on all things you need to know about the sporting world in the United States. Okay, so it won't be me, I will not be the guy, but I promise you that... Peter Bukowski and the crew over at the Lockdown Podcast Network 100% will. Our brand new show, Lockdown Now, gives you 25 minutes of updated information on everything you need to know going on in the sporting realm. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or the Odyssey app, plus wherever you get your podcast listening systems. Dane Brugler of the Athletic is the last mock draft we will break down today. He again has four guys. I think he actually might have even have a nice Smith in this conversation. So let's go ahead and start diving into where he has the next crop of AM players landing for 2022. Starting us off, Kenyon Green is actually the first player taken, and he goes at pick number five to be an offensive tackle. That's the other thing that's really interesting. Jacksonville Jaguars select him. An All-American at left guard as a sophomore, Green is expected to make the move to left tackle as the Aggies' only returning offensive lineman. He is a balanced, explosive mover with upper body power and awareness that NFL teams covet. The question mark is going to be, what are you going to do at left tackle going into next season? You have Cam Robinson on the franchise tag. I think with the addition of Walker Little, you don't go re-sign Robinson. He's going to get a massive deal somewhere on the free agent market in 2022. But again, if little hits, are you still going to play Green at the left tackle spot, or will you move him inside? There is a hole at left tackle. There is a hole at left guard. You're also paying a lot of money for Andrew Norwell, and there's another guy, I always forget his name, Um, the, the, the Brandon Linder, that's it. You can probably release one of these two and open up the, the running lanes with a guy like Kenyon Green. So I think that if you play him inside, I'm just going to come out and say this. I think that as much as I like Kenyon Green as left tackle, until I see otherwise, he's going to be a guard at the next level. So if it works out, no matter what, he's going to be, I think, very effective as a player, just a player in general, for a team like Jacksonville. I like the fit there. I also really like the fit in Carolina. I think that both of those are two spots. Another spot, Atlanta Falcons picking 11. They're going to go with DeMarvin Leal. While watching the 2020 Florida tape, I kept trying to study Bobby Brown, but Leal just kept drawing my eye with his agility, especially for a 290-pounder. The second Aggie in this mock draft has two inside-outside versatility and dominant traits to make plays in the backfield. I like Atlanta. I really do. I think Atlanta is a really good spot for him if they keep the 4-3. If they move to a 3-4, I think he can have a J.J. Watt-type resurgence in the NFC South. The biggest question mark with Atlanta is, what are they going to do at quarterback? Because of everything you do is about getting better for the future. With a team like Atlanta, you're going to be able to move off Matt Ryan in 2023. You're not going to be able to move off of him in 2022, but you want to have your quarterback in the waiting and in the wings to be able to start right away. If you can address the quarterback need, maybe you trade away a Julio Jones and get a first round pick for 2022. Then go ahead and get go ahead and get DeMarvin Leal. If you can't though, it's gonna be really hard for me to say, okay, Atlanta, don't take a quarterback once again and then start a rookie in 2023. Like that, like that, I can't say that. I, I there's no bone in my body that will allow me to do that. But what I will say is that if Atlanta finds out their quarterback situation, whatever it is, they're gonna find it out, I very much think that there is no better fit right now than DeMarvin Leal going to Atlanta. What's amazing is, is that this is the mock draft that doesn't have more players. It's only those two from Texas a and I think that you're sleeping a little bit on Weidemeyer. I get the Isaiah Spiller one. And I know people are going to go, Cole, how can you say that? You're being an Aggie hater. I'm not. Running backs are devalued. And I think that DeMarvin Leal is not going to be devalued. I don't think Kenyon Green is going to be devalued because if they play positions that are always looking to improve. You are a guard in the NFL. You maybe got one season to prove it. A defensive tackle, you have at least two years, but you slowly start dwindling around draft boards. It happens every single season. I look at quarterbacks, you got got 10 games. I mean, if you're lucky, you get 10 games before they already pulled the plug on you. Josh Rosen is the perfect example. Running backs, you don't get games. You get plays. You get a number of plays to show that you are worth being a lead back and then you got to do it every season. So I get maybe that one. Jalen Weidemeyer, the thing with tight ends is I don't see a tight end really breaking out going into the season because there was a lot of good ones this year. Pat Friermuth is a very good tight end. I thought Hunter Long was a very good tight end. I thought that you could throw Tommy Tremble from Notre Dame in the class. He was a very good tight end. This tight end group, the problem with it was there was Kyle Pitts and a drop-off. There's not that this year. So I think that people are sleeping on guys like Jalen Weidemeyer because, again, we just saw Kyle Pitts explode onto the scene. We didn't see that with the Jalen Weidemeyer, even though he had a fabulous season. So I think going into next year, maybe the tight end position isn't valued in the same way it was this year with Kyle Pitts being a top five player. But I do think that of the players that weren't mentioned, Jalen Weidemeyer is the consensus guy who I ha- would say have to be in the first round. I also said that Anaya Smith was mentioned. He was on pro football networks. I, I don't remember where he went. I think it was New Orleans. But that's your Kadarius Tony. I believe he's going to be a top 20 pick by the end of the next season. 100%. Because of these gadget players are becoming exponentially positive to any offense. So you want to have that. That's where I think ultimately he's going to land up. Somewhere in that top 20 range by the end of the season. That's good for this edition of Locked on Aggies. Make sure you're following us on social media, at Mr. Cole Thompson, at Locked on Aggies. We will be back tomorrow talking all things football related content found here. See you then, and remember, King em, y'all. This has been Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked on Podcast Network.